Hey everybody, it's been a little while, but before the end of the week, I wanted to get this episode out to you. Uh, And the first thing, the very first thing I want to tell you about is the Canadian Comedy Awards. If you don't already know, uh, a little show that shoots in Edmonton called Tiny Plastic Men uh, is nominated for Best TV Series uh, at the Canadian Comedy Awards, which is a huge deal. And voting is determined on, uh, or, or winners are determined on votes. So uh, I need you to go to the first link in the show notes right now before the show starts and sign up and vote uh, for our friends Tiny Plastic Men for Best TV Series. It's super easy to sign up. All you need is your email address, first name, last name, postal code, and then just mention if you're connected to uh, an organization like the DGC or IATSE. If you are, I think your vote is weighted a little uh, a little heavier, so um, please do let them know that. Jump into those uh, the, the, the awards section and vote for Tiny Plastic Men for Best Show. And while you're at it, make sure to vote for Entanglement for Best uh, Screenplay, Jason Filiatro. Um, those are our, our Alberta nominees, and uh, uh, yeah, they need your help. Uh, so this is it. This is the the rallying cry uh, from the, the good folks uh, at Mosaic. They were they were hoping that we could uh, uh, share the news and, and get people out there to vote. So please take the take the time to do it right now. It would mean a lot to me. Uh, and uh, let's uh, jump into the show right after this word from Iatsi. IATSE Local 212 represents over 1,000 artists, technicians, and craftspeople working in Southern Alberta's entertainment industry. In the screen industry, they serve projects with budgets ranging from $100,000 to $100 million. Recent increases to local production volumes have led to increased outreach and training. Uh, They promote respectful workplaces, safety, fairness, and first-rate benefits for their members. Local 212 is open to partnering with other industry stakeholders on training and marketing initiatives. They offer an informative set etiquette course each month, which is open to all. To learn more about them, please check out their website, iatsi212.com, or like and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. everybody welcome back to the show i uh, just wanted to get this uh episode into your ear holes it's kind of an interesting one um the calgary expo just passed and uh, i hope you ha- i hope you were there hope you enjoyed hope you attended uh i got to moderate the uh winona Earp panel in the corral with thousands of people it was really cool um and a really cool kind of alberta film moment um the uh the minister of arts and culture uh ricardo miranda was there and introduced everybody and uh it was super cool um so speaking of the expo uh we actually have a recording of a panel (laughs) that we did uh actually last year and um it's uh it's what i'm going to share with you today uh because we actually didn't record our panel this year um but uh i'll tell you more about that in a second um Expo was really cool, um, as always. I, I, like I say, I hope you, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, wanted to share the news that uh, the StoryHive Digital Shorts grants winners, uh, grant winners were announced, and uh, they picked forty-seven creators from BC and Alberta, um, and each each project's getting ten thousand dollars to share their, you know, the stories that they were trying to make. That's huge. Like, that's a really big deal. Uh, Four hundred and seventy thousand dollars. Uh, being handed over to um, BC and Alberta creators, it's uh, it's an amazing thing. It really is, and I know we don't all uh, necessarily agree or love StoryHive sometimes, but you can't deny that they are pumping a lot of money into our community, a lot of money that wasn't here a couple of years ago. So, uh, props to them, and uh, congratulations to those people who were selected. Uh, let us know. I mean, reach out, tell us what's going on with your project, and we'd love to talk about it, and let us know when you're shooting, and so on and so forth. So. Huge news from uh, uh, Mr. Jason Filiatro uh, just won be- the Best Feature uh, Award at the uh, uh, Writers Guild of Canada Awards um, on April 30th. Um, Jason was uh, selected uh, as the winner um, for his feature film, uh, Entanglement, uh, the script for that. And if you haven't listened to our first episode of the season, you got to go back and listen because he talks all about it. And, uh, yeah, so huge congrats, congrats to him. That's, um, that's huge news. Um, also, uh, Bonnie Thompson will be receiving the Ampia Lifetime Achievement Award, uh, at the Rosie Awards this year. Bonnie's been, you know, a huge force in, uh, in, uh, through the NFB, um, and is an Oscar nominee 
Um, and uh, she's going to be honored at the Ampi Awards um, with the Lifetime Achievement Award. So um, I believe she's retiring. Um, tons of cool stuff on her resume. And um, we're actually hoping to get uh, an interview with her. So stay tuned for that. Um, we also uh, lost, uh, unfortunately, one of the members of our community. Uh, recently, um, we're talking about Josh Zubko or Zubko. Uh, one of the driving forces uh, in the establishment of Ampia passed away on uh, April 20th, 2018. Uh, as a son of Alberta motion picture industry pioneer and Ampia's founding president, N.J. Zubko, Josh spent his life in the motion picture audiovisual industry, working in Los Angeles and Kuwait, before returning home to Alberta, where he'd spent his early years working in the family business, Cine Audiovisual. Uh, the company was founded in the early 50s by Nick uh, Zubko and uh, uh, continues to to uh, run this day with uh, with Scott and Daryl Zubko. Um, another uh, passing in the community as well, and that would be uh, Brian Callahan, uh, who uh, was a 26 year uh, veteran of the makeup department uh, and IATSE member. Um, uh, uh, Brian leaves behind his husband, Don Olson, who is also a local 212 member. And Brian will be remembered for his work on such classics as Legends of the Fall, Lonesome Dove, Roughing It, Dreamkeeper, and most recently, El Chicano. Um, Brian volunteered his time with the Young Canadians, Spruce Meadows, and the AIDS Walk uh, for Life. And in 2007, Brian was the top fundraiser overall for the Calgary region, helping raise $110,000 for the cause. Um, he say, uh, this says he was best known for his smiling face and razor-sharp wit. He will be dearly missed by many Albertans in the entertainment industry, and a memorial service will be announced uh, at a later date once arrangements have been made. Um, in lieu of flowers, uh, donations can be made to AIDS Calgary or the SPCA. So um, let's jump right into uh, <laughs> this episode. Um, as I said, this is an episode, for, this, this is a recording of a panel that we did uh, in 2017, uh, called How to Make Your Movie. This is actually part two of the panel. Um, I don't think we've ever aired part one, but um, this one is all about money. Um, and, you know, bear with us. There are people uh, asking questions um, during the panel, uh, which is great, but uh, it's hard to hear them. Uh, I think we all did our best to repeat the questions for you. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, uh, just bear with us for the audio quality there. Um, and, uh, yeah, on the panel is, uh, Scott Lepp, who today is, uh, premiering, uh, his film Ice Blue, uh, that we've talked about many times on the show, Sandy Summers and Jason Long also on the team. Um, what's very cool about today though, is that you can go right now and, uh, see Ice Blue in Landmark Cinemas. You can open up your Atom app if you're if you have the Atom app, and you can get uh, tickets to Ice Blue right now, which is pretty freaking cool, I have to say. So congratulations to them. Um, listen for for some tidbits of wisdom from from Scott and, and all four of us on the panel, uh, and uh, let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. Um, so we'll uh, chat with you again after the panel. Fire exits right there. <laughs> Well, thanks for coming, guys. Uh, oh, geez. Financing. So, so who is who is not here this last hour? I just want to get some context. You. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. So, um, yeah, we kind of started about how to get started. We talked about ourselves and our and our pasts. Um, but but uh, the reality is, when you want to step up your game, it's going to cost some money to make. A movie uh, or anything um, because Hollywood is not in the movie making business they are in the money making business that's right that's why most Hollywood productions are considered products and when literally when when we're talking to people we're talking about our movies as assets that can be exploited like we're using words like this um, but that's I mean, if you want to be a full-time filmmaker, you want to make money, the reality is it's an industry and it's, its purpose is to make money for the people who make the movies. Um, so as a producer, it's kind of a good way to start thinking about your movie that way, as a product that needs to be sold. Disagree? No, you're right. I know. Agree. 100%. Agree. Yeah. Jason, do you disagree? Uh, no, I know you don't. Strongly agree? 
Agree or strongly agree? I'm a seven. Um, seven. Actually, no. What this uh, more more of actually a question I think for you guys because I come from uh, my my day job is in theater in in professional theater in in uh, Alberta and particularly in Canada is actually often at least half subsidized. Mm. Um, so that's in, theater half. Well, well, in the sense that we have to still sell tickets. Um, right. You know, uh, whereas like the European model theater is completely free. Um, you don't have to sell tickets in Europe. You don't have to sell sell tickets in Europe. It's it's free theater basically, and in uh, where and then in in the states, it's especially on Broadway, it's for fully for profits. You have investors right. that that right. fund the theater project. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So actually, I, my question actually would be to actually back to you guys is that is there a subsidized model of theater in uh, in either Alberta or Canada that's that's in that same mod, model where it's um, you're creating film for the public good, not necessarily as a product to sell. Yes. <laughs> there is, yeah. There is. Yeah. That's, yeah, let's start there. Let's start there. Okay, that's, that's a good one. So um, if you're making a movie in Alberta and it is a creative project and your budget is higher than $50,000, you can apply to something before called... Before GST. Before GST. Really? Yes. Oh, shit. Before <laughs> GST. That's why there's... GST more. is not a cost. You get it back, right? You get it back. <laughs> Um, the Alberta government, uh, will give you up to 29% of your budget back to you. So if I go and I spend a hundred thousand dollars on a movie, I go, Hey, Alberta government, I'm going to make this movie. And they'll say, okay, we'll give you back $29,000. Um, that is unheard of in a lot of jurisdictions. And, um, I mean, there's a lot of tax credits and stuff, I guess now, but, but you can kind of, it's kind of a shitty thing to do, but you can say, Hey, you know, we're 30% financed. We've got 30% of our budget raised, and it's kind of true. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, the, the the Alberta government does subsidize film production. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's called the Alberta Media Fund. Look it up. Um, you know, maybe we, we can start by you, – you start, Scott, and talk about the financing that you got for your film. Or maybe tell us about the projects that you've done and, and the various uh, levels of financing that you've got sure. and how you worked your way up. So the first, uh, that, that feature, that fantasy feature was funded, <laughs> funded by my allowance. Um, and my budget was $3,000 and I spent most of it on cloaks. And that's, this is true. Yeah, she knows she was in it and she did not get paid. Um, but yeah, it was sweat equity, right? And I cut it myself. Um, what else did I spend the money on? I didn't even feed people. Slurpees though? Slurpees though, yeah. Yeah, 3,000, well, 2,500 on Slurpees. What, what did you shoot on? I shot on like a handy cam that I got Dude. for Christmas a couple of years before. Sweet. Just a Sony. Just, it was crap. Like it was garbage. Right. Um, but it was done. It was made. And then after Sate, our first short that we did was called Tell Me a Lie. Did we spend money on that? Yeah, our own money. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. much was that? Do you remember? I think around 3000 I think it was three. Yeah. yeah. So, so we just spent $3,000 of our own money, self-financed, um, because shorts don't really make money. Um, so if you're looking for private funding or distribution for a short film, you're not really going to be able to fill your budget. There are grants that we'll get into. Our second film was about the same as a short film, uh, 3000 bucks, And then um, and then we kind of did the feature. Yeah, web series. Web series, yeah, um, um, which was 2000 for, for a little 10-episode web series, uh, and it was shot at a at Jelly Modern Donuts. That was a corporate one, right? Corporate uh, deal? Yeah. We or did you finance? We, it was yeah, clever. We was weren't clever. doing corporate video at the time, so it was it was kind of like, it was advertising technically, yes, yeah. but it was, it, was, it was funded by a brand, yeah. So it was a narrative web series called You Jelly that all takes place in Jelly Modern Donuts, and every episode they have this donut that they eat, and it was like a minute-long episodes, but... They paid for it because they thought it was kind of a clever way to advertise. And I think it was. Uh, mm-hmm. And it did okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, he's right. Yeah. yeah. And we're That's two of pretty them. pretty gangster. And we're two of them. Uh, no, actually, what was cool about it was there weren't that many web series happening at the time. So we yeah. actually got some press for it. We yeah. got a little yeah. bit. Of, and that was advertising, totally free advertising for that brand. So even if people didn't watch it, there was extra reach through that, which was interesting. Um, and then we applied for something called the Telefilm Microbudget Program. So has anyone here heard of Telefilm before and what that is? A couple? Maybe half? So Telefilm is the national government's film body. So they're in charge of, hopefully for, for still some time, they're actually in a little bit of danger. 
but uh, they're in charge of giving money out to filmmakers um, to make movies. Not all of them are commercially successful. Um, a lot of them are not commercially successful. And a lot of them, like a lot of Canadian films, aren't excellent, if we're just being honest. Um, but some of them are excellent. Um, and they, had, they started this new fund called the Microbudget Program. So you apply with a film. You cannot have made a feature film before. And your budget cannot be higher than $250,000. Oh, wait. Does that mean that I'm going to get $70,000 back from the Alberta government? Hell yeah, it does. <laughs> right? So you start to fill in your gaps that way. And Telefilm will give you half of that budget. So they give you $127,500. Um, and you're expected to either have that be your budget or make up the rest through other sources. So they give that out to about 18 projects every year. Uh, and you apply through a filter organization um, who vets, because they're going to get, you know, thousands and thousands of projects if they just open the floodgates. So you apply to a local organization like the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers is one. They take in all the Calgary submissions and they go, here, Telefilm, here's our one recommendation. So that was us. And uh, there's about 30, 32 partner organizations around the country. Uh, and Telefilm picks about half. Um, and so, yeah, that's how we got the money for our first feature was through that. These are, it's an incredibly uh, competitive film program, and it shows you how good these guys are are at what they do, and uh, and it's really fantastic. You guys are were the second or third Calgary project to get this grant. Third, third, yeah, yeah. technically. So it's really cool, but these are highly competitive funds, so you need to be really prepared for this, and that's why uh, doing their shorts and their web series and that kind of thing put them on the right track to doing this project, sure. which is awesome. Um, myself, you know, I started making shorts in film school with, with little budgets from our school, um, and then after that, I did a short with these guys, actually, where we self-financed. Um, we all chipped in some money, and then... Uh, my next one with uh, my friend Jason Long, um, he and I applied to the Alberta Foundation for the Arts, which is a really fantastic organization to apply for to get your first project made. Um, and so we got $15,000 to do a short film uh, that uh, was completed a couple of years ago, and we screened in some festivals and on TV and stuff, so that was great. Uh, and $15,000 is enough to do a short. It's not a lot. You're still asking people to come out and work for you for not a lot of money and that kind of thing. But um, it does allow you the experience of balancing a budget and paying people and hiring people and all that good stuff. So I love the AFA and and that's a great place to start. Although I would I would do something smaller first. And then uh, I'm, I got a little bit creative with Ice Blue. I had read a book um, by Ed Burns called Independent Ed. And <laughs> he, Ed Burns is like a micro, micro, micro budget filmmaker in New York. Uh, he's an actor director. You've probably, lots of people I'm sure You'd have heard of him, him Saving Private Ryan he was in. And, uh, and now he does mm. a bunch of small films. So actually his films are getting bigger now. But in his book, he essentially outlines how he makes his films on a, on a shoestring budget. And he'll do them for like 25 grand and then give everybody points on the back end. Now, he's in New York and has access to people like, um, who did he have? Cameron Diaz when before she started, and uh, uh, Connie Britton, Jennifer Aniston, people like that that um, were looking for a break. So it's a little bit better, uh, but it did give me the idea that, that I could do the same thing. So I applied for what's called the TELUS Optic Local Fund, uh, it's now just called, it's now still under the TELUS Story Hive brand. Um, but that got me $75,000. And uh, we are their first ever scripted feature. And you'll notice if you try to apply this year, they're not taking any feature submissions. So uh, they're waiting to see how ours goes, I think. But So don't screw this up for the rest of us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The pressure's on, right? But it was enough to, 75 grand was enough to open doors for us. Um, and get people interested in the project because it was a really good script. So I, I have taken a very, uh, an approach that I would not recommend for many people. And uh, I put producer financing against pending financing. So we have applied to the Shaw Rocket Fund and we have applied to uh, the, and we are about to apply to Telefilm for post-production completion funds. <clears throat> and I put up producer investment against those funds uh, on the strength of our application or what I feel is the strength of our application. And so it's a bit risky, uh, but 
I felt that that was the only way to get our film done the way uh, it needed to be done to realize the script and our director's vision. So we also then get the Alberta production grant that Scott has mentioned, 29%. And then there's the Canadian federal, federal tax credits, which is very confusing, but oh God, it roughly, you know, it adds, up I'm not going to gonna get into it. Roughly 10%. Maybe up to 10%. Up to 10% once you go through all the calculations, but the calculations are very, very confusing. Um, so those are the various points of financing that I used. So um, my wife and I are really broke right now. And my kids, uh, we, we're just feeding our kids. That's kind of what we're doing right now. Every, everything <laughs> else focus. Is, is not really happening. <laughs> so while we wait on our funding, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but those are, TELUS right now is an incredibly great resource for young filmmakers and the mm -hmm. Story Hive program and their large Story Hive program, formerly TELUS Optic Local, are amazing funds to apply for and they're giving out a lot of money. And so between AFA and TELUS, um, there's a lot of money to, to get out there. This is actually a great time to be a young filmmaker because these things didn't exist. It's amazing. Yeah. When it's we were most, trying. The most you know? opportunity for funding I've ever seen. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, the other great thing about those is... is um, they're voting, so it gets your gets the word out on you. I mean, I don't love those, but it gets the word out on your project and gets people excited. And uh, yeah, so that's that's my experience with funding, and mine is some of mine is still pending. So that makes it very exciting and also very stressful. Very exciting, yeah, that's a good word for it. <laughs> it's so exciting it keeps me up at night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. The Calgary Film Center is a world class screen based production facility suitably equipped and serviced so you can execute your next project with ease. There's, uh, there's 50,000 square feet of purpose built sound stages and 25,000 square feet of multi purpose warehouse and workshop spaces, complemented by the anchor tenant William F. Whites, who is Canada's oldest and largest provider of professional motion picture, television, digital media, and theatrical production equipment. And at the Calgary Film Center, their aim is to deliver production support for local, national, and international screen industry projects in a purpose-built venue designed to service individual client needs. As well, the Calgary Film Center delivers programs to engage and support innovation and excellence in the film and television industry. To find out more, check out thecalgaryfilmcenter.com. Not thecalgaryfilmcenter.com, just calgaryfilmcenter.com. So let me get this straight, guys. What you're saying is I can go to the Alberta government and they just hand me 30% of my budget and then I go make my movie? No, Matt. What? Not even close. <laughs> Why not? Well, because it's the government. <laughs> No, it's it's actually done as it's it's administered as a grant, but it's done after uh, you report to the government on all the money that you spent. So that means if we're making a two hundred fifty thousand dollar movie, um, Telefilm for in our case, just which is why it's so great, they just gave us one hundred twenty seven thousand five hundred dollars up front. Here you go, go up make front? it. Front the yeah. whole thing, not the whole thing. Not well. There's there's they held back eighteen grand until we delivered a rough cut. Oh, okay, but That's it's pretty good. It's not much. So wait a minute. Now that I think about it, I have to spend a quarter of a million dollars, but I only have one eighth of a million dollars. How do I spend all that money, Matt? You, <laughs> you don't get know. a loan. You get a bridge yeah. loan. Yeah. So, so there's something called um, it, in the states. It's called gap financing. And I was uh, scolded when I called it that when I called a bank because it's not called that here because they don't like to have the negativity of the word gap uh, in it. <laughs> so they call it a bridge loan because you fall into the gap yeah the gap is you dangerous just, you just glide across the bridge they want a bridge so easy right? they want a bridge so they say you've only got half your money but you're gonna get the rest of it when the film is made and you go here alberta government i made the film i spent this money whatever you spend in alberta you get back and the government goes yep sounds good here's your check now we go pay the bank back with that money so getting loans is unfortunately part of the process for um most filmmaking did you get a loan scott yeah, same one as you. BDC. Yeah. Oh, good, great. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. except, yeah. The, and that's the in banks, your name. Uh, yeah, that's, that's no, not... Uh, it's in my company's yeah, name, yes. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's you. Bank, normal banks are not super excited about giving <laughs> interim financing to um, small indie films. Oh, interim financing. That's also a good term for yes, it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. don't call it gap financing because they'll, they'll laugh at you, literally. So just, just to belabor the metaphor here, um, how much suspension is there in that bridge? Like how much tension, <laughs> how much tension are you experiencing? On I'm that actually bridge? not experiencing much. So they, the, the, the guys that we went through, they're called BDC, the business development bank of Canada. Um, and they're actually a small business loan bank. So we were like, Hey, this is kind of a business. And they're like, uh, yeah, okay. But they only give up to 50,000. So, um, our, not true. 
What? Well, you can, Not yeah. True, really. the, the easy, the easy loan is 50,000. Yeah. Did you get more? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that would have wow. been smart. Well, I needed much more. Yeah. So did we. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should talk to them again. Yeah. No, actually it was quite interesting. It, they're, they're actually part of, it's a government organization, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It was really easy. Yeah. Well, especially if you're applying for 50,000, yeah, it's all yeah. online. <laughs> I just told them, I'm like, See, this financing is confirmed already, essentially, because the Alberta government's going to give me this, and the federal government's going to give me this, so you guys just give me this, and then, now, you know, in a year, it'll just be paid back automatically. And they're like... That's an easy yes. He for makes a, a great yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and there's you can point to a hundred other projects that have successfully yeah. completed that, that cycle. So. And, and the good thing is that the government doesn't care if your movie's good. No. Right? They just care that you spent money. Which is great. On so a movie, because then they like, on a movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it means that yeah, you gotta keep impeccable. And, yeah, yeah, you gotta keep good books, and you gotta track. You know, keep all your receipts. And um, and for Alberta, um, the twenty nine percent is only on money that is spent in the province. So we flew in Aaron Douglas from Vancouver, uh, and what we paid him does not count. So we don't get any money back on that. That's just it's something to consider, and it's their way to encourage hiring local actors, hiring local crew, and spending money in the province. So yeah, we only got a, a loan for fifty thousand, and uh, we will be getting seven, about seventy-one back from the Alberta government, uh, which means that that twenty-one thousand uh, is just really hurting us a lot. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're trying. We're and, trying to and feed ourselves. And loan payments too. The loan payments. Still got to make month. loan payments while yeah. you wait for the government. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that sucks. But um, I mean, it's, it's know, like a mortgage payment. It's <laughs> like a mortgage payment. Yeah. Just a quick interruption here, actually, guys. Uh, so when we're talking about grants, does everyone know what that is? Don't, don't be afraid to put your hand up if you don't really know what that is. Yeah. Okay, cool. Great. Great. Okay. Maybe should we dig, dig into what a grant is at all? Go for it, buddy. All right. Well, yeah. Um, well, particularly the Alberta Foundation for the Arts and also uh, locally here. I don't know. I don't know if they do much film stuff. Uh, Calgary Arts Development? Not too much. Uh, you, you can technically, yes. There's, yeah? there's a, a stream. Yeah. And then, then the, in the other direction entirely, there's the Canada Council for the Arts. Um, and uh, these are all major uh, arts funding organizations where you apply for a grant. Usually they have their own application process um, that they want, they'll want to see your budget. They'll want to know why you want to do the project. They'll want to see various parts of, the, of, of, of how it's put together. Uh, they'll want to maybe see what you know like, or what you've already confirmed because essentially they want to know that they, when they give you the money, it'll happen. Um, and then... Much later, after you've got the money um, and you spent it, you you probably write a report. I'm guessing I haven't I haven't got your guys' grants yet, but uh, with telephone uh, or even uh, Alberta Foundation for the Arts. Yeah, AFA is a reporting for sure. Yeah, yeah. telephone yeah. doesn't care. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, yeah, you report back. Probably, I think you do. You submit your actuals, like your no, no, you just kind of submit like a like a spreadsheet. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. could you could write almost anything in <laughs> you off the actually, record. Yeah. You shouldn't write just anything. No, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're not advocating that. No. But uh um yeah, so, so it is yeah, it's their job to give out money for the arts. Exactly. Yeah. Um yeah, and so the Alberta Foundation for the Arts is the probably the best most direct and easiest grant to apply for because it's only open to Albertans unlike a lot of other grants. Uh, and you can apply for up to $15,000. And it's a phase-based grant, which is something that they don't really talk about much, which means that you, you can take the first phase of your project and apply for $15,000 for it and say, I want to write a script and I want $15,000 for it to pay my mortgage um, while I write this script. And at the end of this phase, I will deliver the script. And they'll go, great. This doesn't happen very often. But then you can go, I it, it want, does happen. Though. It does happen. Yeah. I want to apply for phase two of my project, which is the filming. And I want $15,000 for this phase of the project. And they go, yep, no problem. And then you go, I want to apply for post-production phase three. And so you could have a $45,000 short film. Um, yeah, I don't know how successful that is, but it does happen. It takes yeah. too much time. It's Yeah, yeah. it's a long, you got to have patience for that because yeah. there's only two deadlines a year for that fund. So, mm -hmm. But yeah, if you, if you don't really know much about grants, check out the Alberta Foundation for the Arts. It's a great place to get started. And they're pretty clear about their guidelines and their next application deadline will be in September. So you've got a little bit of time to do your homework and put your grant application together. Um, and for those of you that are from somewhere other than Calgary, like you mentioned Lethbridge earlier, Lethbridge may have its own arts grants as well. I'm usually yeah, municipal, yeah. like once you get to the municipal level, the grant levels are usually smaller, but, um, and your competition smaller too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Your competition is smaller. So, yeah. Yeah, we had a question. I feel like pursuing to your question. Um, the uh, <laughs> great word, great word. No, no, I have to. We're, we're recording this too. So your question was, can you basically have 
uh, already done, completed the script, and then apply for the next phase kind of thing? Is that what or you like mean? shot it yeah. and, and for post-production funds or whatever again? I think the answer is yes, but yeah. the reality is all of these are juried by human beings who have their own thoughts, feelings, and opinions, right? So if you go to them and say, yeah, I've already done the script, uh, they're going to want to see the script. They're going to want to... So, so yeah, if you, if you present a reasonable application, I don't see why a reasonable person on a jury wouldn't say yes to that. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, sure. And I feel like that's an easier yes if you're like, hey, I've already shot the movie. I just need yeah, fifteen thousand yeah. to you know cut it and color it. Yep, it's like oh, a, just a post grant. Yeah. Uh, actually, I just just even want to jump on this, something they said there when they said juries. Uh, so these grants are usually distributed, or uh, rather, the projects are selected by juries. But uh, I've I've done a bit of research into this, which is which has been interesting. Where the juries will go through. Have you guys ever sat on juries? Uh, yeah, a little you, bit. Yeah. Okay. Where yeah, like kind of you might have experienced this. Not a where grand jury, you what's that? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Oh, just a, a murder trial. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys heard of this guy named O.J. Simpson? <laughs> I was like ten, but I was on that. Jury. I was going to say that was yeah. before your time. Anyway, uh, no. So these juries will go through the projects, examine the the proposals, and determine you know the ones that they think should get funding. And what I've often heard from these juries is that they will see, they will say choose ten projects that they think you know are like cross the threshold that should get funding. And then the juries find out how much money they actually have, which oh, is usually less. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hmm. So then all of a sudden that the 10, now they have to choose three from the 10. Yeah. You know, Every sucks. jury has a different mandate. That's so, true. Yeah. So I was on a jury where the mandate was pick what you believe to be the most commercially viable project. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah. So you never know what you're up against, really. You don't, yeah. I mean, you read the guidelines. Sometimes they're in there, but, but a jury could have a mandate that you don't know about, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm getting texts on my watch uh, about other ones um, from our operations director here. Bravo Fact is one coming up on May 12th. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bravo Fact, you can apply for $50,000 to make a short film. <laughs> and uh, that's only a couple weeks away. So maybe check it out. Uh, maybe you can put that one together. The, the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers also has something called the Production Access Grant, which is an in-kind grant, which means you can rent their, their gear for free and use their facilities uh, for free up to like, Three grand or something like that, maybe less. Um, at, sorry, you actually yeah. don't. I think I, I was just reading through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's be. it's weird, but I, I think maybe you don't. Have. Anyway, that's coming because, up in August because actually you, a membership is part of the grant. Like the, if you're successful, a membership is also oh sweet one okay of the yeah, cool. get, so, yeah. so apply for that. So that's in August that that's coming up. So if you've got some short films you want to try to make, um, Bravo Fact AFA Fish Fund Fish the, Fund is the, the other. Calgary Film Center has some oh, training yeah. uh, things nice. coming up. Mm -hmm. Including studio space and, right, and right, right. in kind, and equipment. they have a fund as well that they just started yes. for the first time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's a t there's just so much. There's so much. Hi. It's actually kind of how a lot of movies are made. Yeah, actually, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's, it's exactly. The, yeah, you have to go to yeah, sometimes cobbling. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean I there mean, are some restrictions though. Yeah. Like you can't double dip in Alberta, so you can't get the AFA grant. You know, on top of of the production grant and and right. that you know that kind of thing. So, so uh, yeah, AFA specifically is for artists. So you apply as the director ideally, and you are not a company, and you say, "I want to make this. This is my creative vision." For the Alberta Media Fund, you apply as an incorporated entity. So Full Swing Productions applies, and they say we're going to make this movie, and it is going to be commercially successful, not necessarily artistic. There's no legal loopholes there. No, it's pretty cut and dry. Correct. Yeah, well, specifically, you cannot be incorporated for AFA, and you must be incorporated for AFA. And those two funds have different mandates, right? So yeah. one is yeah. about economic activity, and the other is about supporting artists and growing careers. Yeah. Yeah, hey. yeah, yeah, well, that's... Yeah. That's a Kickstarter strategy, right? Like, you sure. Can, yeah, you can... Yeah. Absolutely. You know, say thanks to your to your funders, yeah. Through private? Or through... through Kickstarter? Kickstarter, well... What did what did the Veronica Mars movie raise? <laughs> yeah, but it was but, Veronica yeah. Mars. Yeah. <laughs> you it's, you have to have like if you're gonna go, it, it you have to have something suitable to show for the amount of money you're asking for, or you have to have a lot of family and friends that are willing to chip in. So if you're just like we were actually just talking about uh, an unsuccessful Kickstarter campaign uh, in between these two. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> these two things that it, it had, it had raised no money in 60 days, like nothing. And it was because they had nothing. There was just, this is our page. This is the movie we want to make. Uh, but there was no proof of concept in any way, shape or form, or, you know, like I would go out and shoot something, 
have have a proof of concept of some sort, you know, share something that gives people an idea of your knowledge and vision, and then you got to come up with uh, what are the the rewards, the, uh, the incentives, yeah, yeah. yeah, the tiers that people can get things for. Yeah, uh, yeah, and there is also. There is some equity investing crowdfunding sources now too. Isn't Starting, there? yeah, yeah. They're, they're legally tough. I yeah, guess so. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a bit. Um, well, oh, sorry. Just, just to jump in on. Oh shoot! Now I lost my train of thought. Perfect. Yes. Go. <laughs> nice. Oh wow. Oh wow. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. That actually brought me on track. Nice. Thank you. Yes. Here we go. Um, You can do it again. You can do it again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and the right. first time yeah. is all about making mistakes and learning from them, right? I'm Absolutely. sure I'm sure that's, yeah. that was a help. I, I call things like Kickstarter, Indiegogo, uh, Patreon, that kind of stuff. I call them hive funding where you've got essentially got like a – it's like a, like a hive of bees all just buzzling, buzzing around helping make something. Um Nice. Well, and that's, that's the thing. Awesome. Like, and that five dollars adds up because it's not just your five dollars; it's all the other five dollars. Yeah. The, the the thing I the thing I call hive funding is is also uh, confidence funding, and that's not it's not the confidence of the person selling it, although I think you need to have it. I think it's the confidence that the that the people you're connecting with have that you will make the thing that you're making. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like, so I mean, Veronica Mars. Part of the reason it did so well is that nobody had any doubt that it would happen. Right. Right. You know. Totally. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, there's exactly. all kinds of great, and, and they're gimmicks, but gimmicks work. I, yeah, I mean, it's not, well, yeah, it's, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of fan yeah. fiction y type stuff. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We got a question here, Ben. So, you guys have talked a lot about the, uh, the, the government funding options, you know, and you know, you give the example of um, people who. Oh, shit. My math is really <laughs> You guys are screwed. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, uh, addressing the last 20% for mm. one thing, and also maybe getting into the topic of broadcasters uh, dealing with uh, broadcaster finance, distribution, yeah. alliance, mm-hmm. and those last couple of yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. good question. That's excellent segue. I love totally. this. Uh, and and the, the, the kid who had two questions, his other one was about distribution, and he just walked out the oh. door. Oh, no. <laughs> so. Hey. Um, Oh boy. So well, I mean the other 20% realistically came out of our pockets for this one. Um and we put line items in the budget like oh bye. Bye Jason. Pay, yeah. pay yeah. Matt. Thanks for coming. <laughs> pay Matt, pay Scott, you know, this amount uh, and we just don't. In right? kind. We, That's we, something you put in, in your kind, budget. Realistically right? we're paying ourselves and then putting it back into the movie as And you have to risk. pay yourself why? Why do we have to pay ourselves? Yes. Because there has to be a paper trail that it actually happened or else we don't get our money back. And it creates the Alberta spend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. So yeah, clever stuff there. But um, historically, and it's getting less common, but historically, um, if you can get a broadcaster like Super Channel or the Movie Channel, Movie Network, help, yeah, yep. Yep. on board before you make your movie, they will say, "We love this idea. We want to be the people who broadcast it in Canada first, and we will kick in a percentage of your budget to make that happen." That's um, hard to do. That's very hard to do. <laughs> yeah, distributors are the same the same way. So a distributor is a company whose job it is to not make movies, but to take movies and put them in front of eyeballs. So they will get it onto theater screens. They will do a deal with Netflix. They will um, sell it to Germany. They will, you know, all this kind of stuff. So uh, they'll print DVDs, although, again, less common. Uh, and they will say, we love your movie. We want to be this movie's distributor. Um, and we will pay you this much money to go make that movie. The reality is it's not happening as much anymore because I can I can go to YouTube and put, you know, like the, the barriers between creators and the audiences are coming down very quickly and distributors are scared shitless. And that's why reboots and remakes are so popular because they already have an audience that knows that entity and knows that product and and they've got a built-in audience there, right? That's why that's such a common play. It's yeah. less risky. Yeah, it's becoming tougher and tougher for distributors to take risks, which means, unfortunately, if you're an Alberta filmmaker, chances are you're a risk. Yeah, but but how? Yeah, it's really hard. Netflix. Yeah, it's selling just Netflix to even is, get is in a room with insanely them. Insanely yeah. hard. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you know how James Cameron made Aliens? 
he he walked up in in this meeting and he wrote on a whiteboard alien which had been made and was very successful and then he wrote an s and a dollar sign through the s and that's how aliens was made that's true that's a true story <laughs> yeah so i mean it could be a, you know a concept as simple as that where there was obviously no script but he was also james cameron and Alien was a successful franchise, right? So experience level. Yeah, yes. I mean, he's a trusted director. He is. He brings cachet. He's a name. Um, if you're me and no one knows who the fuck you are, which is most people, including everyone in this room until now, um, except Ben. Ben knows me. Yeah, you follow me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, nice. Gar- Garrick and I know of each other. We've never actually met. Hey. That's great. Yay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, the reality is we have to come with as much as possible. In fact, sometimes you have to come with a fake trailer cut for your movie. And, and generally we get this where we get the feeling afterwards where it's like, we, we, you kind of should have come to us with the finished movie before <laughs> we finance a movie that is, doesn't exist yet. That's basically what they want. They want you to come with an audience. They want you to come with, you know, 10 million Twitter followers because um, there are filmmakers who somehow do that. And, and right, it's like, well, it's not fair, but someone's doing it, and they're the ones who are going to get the deal. There are some crazy people in Alberta. Yeah, Wolf yeah, Cop. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're yeah, Saskatchewan, but, that, but yeah. 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 Yeah, Wolf Cop, for sure. Like, they built an audience before that movie got made, right? And that was the, probably, that was part, part of the... Cynic who but was. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's part of... And that's another crowd crowdfunding yeah, story so, hive. Yeah. That's part of how you can already build your audience yeah. from those yeah. platforms. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. building Discover, your audience, yeah. Discoverability. That's right. It's and they're here now in the big four. Yeah. Um, sure, yeah. Yes, except exactly. Piranha 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, it's called niche, right? Like there are, there are different niches for different genres and, and, and everyone has their own niche. Not everyone, but but it's a good way to play it to to get access to an audience that may be smaller, but is definitely more ravenous, right? So so just to kind of go back to that initial question, what should you actually go to a distributor with? Because we didn't really answer it. Um, I, I we like to have a script written. Um, if you can have cast attached, that's awesome. Um, very tough to do if they're actually name name cast. Um, and we've started doing something called lookbook videos, where we take existing movies and you can. You know, it's just for private showing, so you can just, you know, get them, steal them, and put them onto your machine and take <laughs> out shots and scenes that you think represent the tone of the movie that you're trying to make and just kind of cut a bit of a, this is what my movie's going to look and feel like. Is that video? Or yeah, like a sizzle? Is a sizzle reel? Yeah, there's a lot of different words yeah, for it. Yeah, a lot of different yeah. words for it. Sizzle yeah. reels generally are, are often something that you shoot. Yeah, original. But a lookbook you can yeah. just do on, you know, all you need is Adobe Premiere or Final Cut or Movie Magic. And, uh, and the movies, right? And they can be like, this is kind of generally what my movie's going to feel like. And that's a great way for a distributor to be like, oh, I can see it before I can see it. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. They want to know how they're going to make money. That's yep. all they care about, honestly. You got to prove that in any way you can. Yeah, exactly. So you're like, oh, I'm making a Ghost mm-hmm. in the Shell movie. And by the way, the audience for this is you know, 30 million people. Oh, okay. I know how I'm going to get butts and seats. Yeah. yeah. We just got the five minute warning. So let's do like rapid fire questions. Right. Uh, have you guys ever done the government plan? Mm. No. 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 <laughs> nope. I'm not a fan. Yeah. It, I mean, personally. It, yeah. It's got the. Can I ask why you're not a fan? Uh, just because I don't, I, I just don't like the idea of, uh, having to put together the rewards and stuff like that. Um, it's a personal thing. It's not like, I'm not like against it or anything because I actually, you know, the corner gas movie, for example, used it, uh, used crowdfinance financing strictly as a promotional tool. And I kind of like it in that regard. Uh, it's just not where I want to put my resources and time. Yeah. You also oh, oh sorry, oh, Jason, quick, super quick. Uh, you, the the other thing with crowdfunding is that you're sometimes cannibalizing your audience, like you're getting them to prepay, which means they won't come when it's done because they've already paid. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Deadly. Mm-hmm. Hey. Oh, oh, you'd be surprised. Uh, so the, the Vancouver. Yeah, the first question they they have they have a great tax credit. They have a great system there. No that's, cap, that's right? Very atta- yeah, that's right. Uh, no yeah. cap. Yeah, so Alberta's. 
tax credit is capped at five million. So if I spend fifteen, if I spend sixteen million dollars here, I'm only going to get five back. So Inception comes here with hundred million dollars, and they're only going to get five million dollars back. That's not thirty percent. That's five percent. It's better to go somewhere else. Um, although Inception did come here in the sun, but they action. only used a very, it was only <laughs> a small chunk of the yeah, shoot, so yes. it probably made sense. Yeah. For them, so yeah. Vancouver has a, a competitive tax credit for sure, and they've also got an established industry there that's a lot stronger than ours. So we've got infrastructure, about, yeah, and weather, weather, shit. yeah, for sure. Uh, we have blue skies, guys, and landscapes, <laughs> but we have we have about three and a half to four crews. Four questions, right? And uh, we just can't we can't have a ton of big movies come here. There's just no one to work on them. Vancouver has more, yeah. so yeah. Uh, just oh, quickly, sorry, but, Goon. but yeah. Goon makes my, Goon gets financing because they have cast. It's commercially viable. They've got yeah, cast. Yeah, wants names. you to make money as yeah. long as it qualifies as a Canadian film. It doesn't matter if it's Hollywood or, or who's involved. You can you can qualify. Yeah, you know. that they should finance those. Yeah, Jay Baruchel's Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jay exactly. Baruchel. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it has to register huh? ten out of ten or eight. Eugene Levy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you can do. You can have some Americans, but you yeah, have, some. You have. You know, there's a scale Canadian. that you have to reach. Mm. Sweet, congratulations, Congrats, man! Awesome, <laughs> congratulations. That's excellent. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just went to a film market in in February in Berlin. You don't have to ask permission. Yeah, you, you just, just buy bypass. We we did a whole podcast, like a whole hour, all about markets. So check out the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. We we talk all about markets. Yeah. <gasps> okay, I think we got like one minute, two minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please I, do. Well, I mean, you would have like a deal memo that's like, and the deal is like you'll get paid by getting like a DVD of the project after it's done. <laughs> but I mean, realistically, it's like, it's basically being like, let's formalize what this is, right? Instead of just being like, hey, I'm shooting on Saturday, can you come? If they sign a deal memo, at least it feels official and it feels like they're locked in. But even if you are paying them and they sign a deal memo, they will back out at the last mm. minute right before you shoot. <laughs> they will do that. <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot of paperwork With involved. When a union is involved, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Actor, there is a lot. And you know what? It's actually a good thing to do because if you're going to do a real movie, chances are your movie stars are going to be union. Um, and you're going to need to know how to do that paperwork anyway. Totally. Yeah. So it's a great place to start. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> how many rules are there? <laughs> Pursuant to the following. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, infrastructure is always good. Um, so like a physical space where things can happen is, yeah, it's, it is good and I think it will be good. It was absolutely essential to the growth of the industry and it was a necessary first step and uh, it's been booked solid since it's been open, including Game of Thrones came here to film in there, was the first show. Yeah. So there's a fair argument to be made that it doesn't necessarily help the creatives uh, who are here. Um, but I think that part of it is coming and I, I think if we, if we, Pay attention. We'll see more of it. Um, so yeah, I think it's a great thing. It's it's a first step. It's not solving all the problems, but it's an excellent first step. Yeah, we're, we're super pumped to have it. Absolutely. Yeah. But we we know filmmakers who've who've yeah, absolutely. yeah absolutely yeah absolutely yeah they are serious about that yeah for sure yeah. Yeah. yeah and that fund is there as well yeah yeah exactly totally. absolutely absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. yeah That's right otherwise they'd move to Vancouver for work yeah. right yeah exactly, exactly. so. Yeah, there's so we should wrap it up. Uh, do you want to share your your social media? Where where can people find more about you, Jason? Uh, I am on Twitter at at typewriter Jason. It was a Twitter handle chosen in haste and repenting in leisure. Um, <laughs> you can change those. <laughs> so my Twitter handle is no. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm on Instagram at just my name, Jason Memel. And uh, sagetheater.com is basically that's my day job. So if you want to see what's going on for my theater company, check that out. Well, you can uh, check out Ice Blue Movie uh, at Ice Blue Movie on any of the social channels. Uh, if you want to follow our journey through, uh, we're in post production on the film now. Uh, our journey through uh, through that and launching that film should be fun. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, quick plug for myself: I have a story hive happening right now that you can vote for it. Turn the uh, vote turnthewheel.com. I really appreciate it if you did. Uh, and you can find our podcast at abfilmcast.ca, and it's on iTunes. So search the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. There are fifty-two one-hour episodes on that yeah. podcast, and they're it's chock awesome. full of, of interviews with filmmakers and upcoming deadlines and stuff. It's We're an amazing ideas. resource. Yeah, Thank more, you. More of this information. Yeah, and you're just blowing smoke all over my ass. Which is wonderful. Is this mm -hmm. is this itself going to be on? This the might be on the podcast. Yeah, it might. yeah. So you are all members now of the podcast. Yeah. You're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. The, the podcast is probably the best resource. Uh, we're full swing productions. Um. And we we tweet and Facebook a lot about what's uh, going on in the industry and uh, 
the movie that we made as well called In Plain View. So check it out. Um, we'll be hanging out for the next kind of 10 minutes outside and away from the walking area. So if you have any burning last minute questions, but we're not going to block the walking area. <laughs> right, <laughs> volunteers. Sure. right, And volunteers. thanks to the volunteers yeah. every year yeah. that makes this thing happen. Yeah. All right, thanks for coming, guys. And uh, thank you, guys. If this wasn't worth skipping, Nathan Fillion, we're so sorry. Um, <laughs> thank you for being here. Yeah, really appreciate it. Thank you. All righty, thanks for listening uh, to us <laughs> ramble on. Uh, we had a good uh, good group uh, listening that year. Some good questions, and uh, we did it again this this past 2018. Uh, the uh, the the at the Calgary Expo, not as great a turnout, I have to say, um, but uh, we definitely had a good time, and. Uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed that. Hope you got some value out of that. Again, we'd love to hear what you think. Um, you know, we really don't get a lot of, uh, you, you know, we run into some of you um, out in the world and say, hey, yeah, listen to that. We'd love to see some comments. Uh, you know, let us know on social media that you, what you thought, what your favorite part was. Um, that would be uh, super helpful for us to kind of raise awareness about the show. And um, yeah, we, we, we don't hear from, from you out there enough. I know we're all kind of kind of silent sometimes but would love to hear what you think so let us know uh all right so let's jump into the news you can use this is brought to us of course by our sponsor bleeding art industries and they have a, a tip for us this week uh we all know that one of the biggest challenges as filmmakers is getting our projects financed we also know that many people are producing short form web series this new method of distribution removes many of the traditional gatekeepers another plus is its eligibility for the canadian uh, for the canada new <laughs> for the canada media fund web series grant the cmf as it's known has an experimental stream for funding second or later seasons of web series it may seem like a ton of work to explore this avenue and there's tough competition but they want your work and to promote canadian content they have 352 million dollars to spend in 2018 2019 the time investment uh could result in a huge payback for your project so uh that is certainly something to check out that is the cmf so be sure to check out the canada media fund uh there's lots of money available uh to canadians there and uh, i gotta tell you it doesn't really get uh doesn't really get used all that much here in alberta uh, all right, let's jump into the upcoming deadlines. Uh, submit your film to the Edmonton International Film Festival. The final closing submission deadline uh, is uh, June 1st. So uh, that's coming up, um, and that is your last deadline. It seems like film festivals are doing a lot of these like uh, deadline and then late deadline and then super late deadline. June 1st is your last submission uh, opportunity for the Edmonton Short Film Festival, so check it out. Coming up... Uh, is the uh, 44th annual Rosie Awards Gala, Saturday, May 12th. We're going, uh, so we hope to see you there. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a collection of uh, Alberta's, uh, you know, best talent and, and awesome folks, and, uh, and uh, hope to see you there. Um, it is starting at 5 p.m. with reception um, in the foyer of the Imperial Ballroom at the Hyatt, and uh, that's going to be followed by a gala dinner and award ceremony starting at 6.30 p.m. Tickets can be purchased at ampia.org. 48-hour uh, filmmaking challenge over at the Okotoks Film Festival Society is happening on May 18th at 6 p.m. Uh, that's when you can collect your challenge pack, uh, which is going to include a, a prop, a line of dialogue, and a, and a genre that you must use in your film, along with some other goodies. And then you've got 48 hours to write, film, edit, and... Uh, uh, finish your film uh, before uh, returning uh, to <laughs> to uh, submit your finished film uh, by the 6 p.m. deadline on May 20th. Sign up your team uh, via the link in the show notes, um, which you can do. Uh, let me check here. Let's just click this link and see where it takes us. It looks like you've got, well, it doesn't seem to have a deadline. So you can, as of right now, you can still sign up for the 48-hour filmmaking challenge from the Okotoks Film Festival Society. Uh, notice of special members meeting at the Film and Video Arts Society of Alberta, known as FAVA, uh, May 23rd at 6 p.m. This is uh, going to be a special meeting to review the 2017 financial statements as prepared by Peterson Walker Accounts on May 23rd, uh, 2018 at 6 p.m. in the exhibition suite of the Film and Video Arts Society of Alberta. Um, you, uh, you, I don't think there's any tickets or anything, but you do need to RSVP uh, by sending an email to info at fava.ca. Upcoming screenings, it's Ice Blue. Like I said uh, before the panel uh, you heard, Ice Blue is now available right now. Uh, may the fourth be with you. 
Um, and you can check out all the screening locations at icebloommovie.com. And uh, it's going to be in, you know, in landmark cinemas all week. So get out there and uh, <laughs> and uh, check out that movie. It's pretty amazing. Uh, I don't know about you, but I love those recliner seats. And uh, <laughs> you can go and see it in, in a recliner seat, which is pretty awesome. So congratulations to them. Cartel 2045 is now available on iTunes. This is uh, uh, produced by um, Adam Scorgi and Rocky... Uh, Moudelier. I'm sorry, Rocky. I got your name. I just destroyed it. I apologize. But Edmonton filmmakers Adam and Rocky produced this film starring the one and only uh, Danny Trejo. Um, And it is the year 2045 and the war on drugs in Mexico has escalated as the cartel uses AI robots to enforce their operations and expand their territory. A Marine goes to Juarez in search of his brother's killer who uh, leads the robotic cartel. Uh, so pick it up on iTunes right now. It's available, uh, cartel 2045. Uh, the Rosies are coming to Edmonton, of course, uh, on, uh, the evening of Sunday, May 13th, uh, in Edmonton. Um, they're going to be, there's going to be a screening of the 2018 winners, uh, in the categories of best documentary under 30 minutes and best overall best documentary over 30 minutes, um, with light refreshments and, uh, uh, you know, available and you're going to celebrate some of the best documentaries made in Alberta. So that's pretty cool. It's happening at 6 p.m. in the Metro. Uh, best doc is at 6.30. Refreshment, refreshments and mingle uh, is at 7. And then at 7.30, uh, it's going to be the uh, best doc uh, over 30 minutes. Uh, $10 uh, admission uh, with the presentation of your Rosie's ticket. Oh, so if you went to the Rosie's, you get uh, cheap tickets. Uh, this is being put on by Northwest Fest. So check out the link in the show notes. For more information on that upcoming workshops, Touch Pro Designer for uh, sorry Touch Designer for projection and installation, Matthew Waddell uh, at the Truck Contemporary Art uh, Gallery uh, is uh, putting on uh, an event um, for one of the most powerful and fastest growing pieces of software tools for real-time video applications developed in Canada and used by video and new media professionals around the globe. This dynamic tool can be used to create anything from custom VJ performances to live camera systems for dance or theater, uh, gallery installations, and even mapping real-time election results on the side of the Empire State Building. That's oddly specific, so I'm guessing that actually happened. Um, So this is super cool. My brother just, uh, just did this. And, um, it's, you know, it's one of this, one of these cool art forms that, you know, we know very little about, uh, but this is how, uh, you can learn more about it. Um, so this is a workshop that's happening again, uh, instructed by Matthew Waddell. It's happening over the course of May 10th to June 14th on Thursday nights at 6 30 PM until uh, 9 30 PM. And it costs 150 bucks. It's being put on by M Media. So check out the show notes for more information on that grip and lighting workshop happening. This is being instructed by Mr. Scott Lutley. And this one's happening. This time it's happening at the uh, CSIF uh, organization in their uh, flux space in the back there. Uh, Happening on Saturday, May 12th and Sunday, May 13th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's 160 for members and students, 200 for non-members. And it's a two-day workshop covering general lighting theory, creative and dramatic lighting, color and light quality, different types of lights and their uses, uh, how to set up efficiently, power distribution, and tips on working safely. So check that out if you're interested in learning how to light properly. Free-for-all workshop happening at Fava. This one on location sound. If you haven't heard of these uh, free-for-all workshops, they are super cool. This is an opportunity for uh, Fava members, I believe it's only open to members, uh, to uh, hang out in the exhibition suite um, get your hands on some of the gear that's available at the location, you know, for location sound in the Fava, you know, gear uh, gallery. And uh, uh, there's only eight spots. So uh, learn how to rise above the common pitfall of bad sound with a free one hour workshop, with a, sorry, with a free three hour workshop. Uh, learn how to work a mixer, point a boom, and most importantly, what to listen for. So check out the show notes for more information on that. And editing on Premiere Pro from Zero to Hero is happening on, uh, this is this is at the CSIF, uh, happening May 16th to June 20th. Uh, this is Wednesday nights from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. 1.30 for members and students, 1.70 for non-members. And I'm recording this on uh, May the 4th, and I get to use the name of the member of our film and television community, here in Alberta, who is the best 
real Star Wars name. He has, this is his real name, Taven Dak. Uh, and uh, that's pretty awesome. So go check out uh, this workshop from Taven. Uh, CSAF.org uh, or check out the show notes for more information on that. Hey, how about documentary? Um, opportunity for you to learn uh, how to make some great documentary films with Dominique Keller, who is an awesome documentary filmmaker. Uh, this is happening Saturday, May 26th and Sunday, May 27th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, 160 for members and students, 200 for non-members. Uh, Dominique, of course, uh, the instructor there, award-winning filmmaker. Um, so definitely check that out. It is happening at the CSIF. Man, Santa Etiquette and Protocol uh, running again this month, this time May 26th. Um, and we talk about this all the time, and I'm so glad that it's uh, so available. Um, it's going to cost you 40 bucks to... Uh, attend this uh, i think it's only three hour workshop and it's just a it's just a little workshop you need to get into iatsi and dgc and um you should go because this is going to be a busy summer and if you're looking to work on uh, on a film set this summer uh your opportunities are vast so check it out uh gail kennedy is in the instructor uh emmy winning uh makeup artist and and just awesome person so uh check it out it's happening at iatsi two on twos instruction space and you can check out the show notes for more information on that hey the summer media arts camp uh smack is coming back this year at the csif um if you've got a young person uh in your world or if you're a young person from 15 to 18 listening to the show um there is this awesome uh course uh, uh that happens over the course of a week monday to friday and participants learn the basics of making a movie from script to screen in uh, intensive hands-on collaborative workshops and it's an excellent introduction uh, to the art of film production uh, which will see participants write direct shoot and edit a film upon completion their film will uh, be premiered at a gala screening at the csif where participants and the public are invited to attend for more information or to register over the phone or in person please contact uh, production director nick haywood at production at csif.org or by calling 403-205-4747. Uh, Got to get registered by May 28th, and it's $320. Instructed by Yvonne Ab- uh, Abuso, uh, who is awesome. And uh, it's happening July 9th uh, to 13th, uh, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, each day. Uh, what is shooting? We got uh, Winona Earp Season 3 is uh, wrapping up very soon on May 7th. Um, so congratulations pretty much to them on, uh, on a completed season three. Tin Star season two is, uh, still in production, which is great. And, uh, Abracadavers, uh, is a story hive funded pro, uh, project, um, where, you know, uh, we got this, we got this great, uh, press release from them. Send us press releases, guys, if you're doing press releases. The dreams of three emerging Alberta filmmakers, Griffin Cork, Morgan Ermter, and, Joseph Wright are about to become a reality. The team begins production on May 7th for their first season of their fully funded, greenlit, super-powered road trip in comedic television and web-based series Abracadavers. The production, made up entirely of emerging artists, plans to shoot all over Alberta and some locations in BC, from the film-centric Calgary to the small Albertan oasis like uh, Sylvan Lake and Drumheller. So congratulations to them um, and happy shooting on that. Uh, Some job calls, uh, some jobs available. Uh, Kenai uh, Cameras is uh, looking for a uh, sports news B-cam operator uh, and equipment assets representatives to join the film production team. Check out the show notes for more information on that. And an editor-in-chief is needed at, over at Luma, which is a quarterly uh, online publication um, put on by our friends at M Media and CSIF in conjunction and uh, you get $1,000 per issue as an honorarium uh, to be the, uh, the chief, uh, the editor-in-chief of, uh, of this cool publication. So uh, if you want to apply, send a letter, uh, cover letter, current CV, three writing samples to, via email to programming at mmedia.ca and programming at csif.org. You see? It's a partnership. All right, folks, uh, that is about it. I'm going to th- quickly throw out HQ. If you haven't heard of it, uh, or if I haven't, maybe I've already mentioned it. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, it is possible that I have. If you don't know about HQ, it's a really cool live game show that happens on your phone. Uh, and uh, you can win real money. It's pretty dope. Uh, so uh, check out HQ and use my code. <laughs> Give me free lives. No, I won't tell you what it is. But uh, check it out. Uh, be sure to uh, 
to have some fun with that. And uh, big thanks to uh, Briar, Chad, Brett, uh, sorry, Brett, <laughs> Brit, and Seth. Uh, you know, if you're an Alberta filmmaker, this podcast is for you. It's about you. So again, I w- would really love it if you'd share uh, whatever it is you'd like to share about uh, about you know what you're working on. Um, let us know. Keep us in the loop. Um, let us know if there's something you'd like us to share. So uh, you can reach us at hello at abfilmcast.ca. Or you can check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud. It's all AB Filmcast on those platforms. And of course, you can subscribe to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast on iTunes. And if you do, please hit the five stars on the uh, on the review. It does help uh, people find us. So uh, big thanks to our, uh, our sponsor, uh, our, all of our sponsors, but our last sponsor of the show, APA, the Alberta Post-Production Association. Um, and uh, once you're done listening to that you should go make something the alberta filmmakers podcast is proudly sponsored by appa the alberta post-production association appa represents technical and creative professionals working behind the scenes in editing sound and visual effects our members live here in alberta and support producers with expertise in picture editing color grading graphic design compositing audio post music scoring and so much more. For more information about post-production, visit APA online at albertapost.org.